mother is bleeding. At least I have a husband, you know. Does anybody here believe it? So now we are on episode 22. So now comes the big reveal of the next thing that we do. Because we've worked our way through all of the kids and honorary kids. So last week I was like, wait till next week. This is the McKenzie episode. Okay, do tell. Because we are now going to go through in order all of the grandchildren. Okay. It was a popular request. You got to give the people what they want. Many people were like, can you do the grandkids next? So that's that's what we're doing. <laughs> okay. When we run out of grandkids, we'll see where that takes us. But we're going to be here for a while, so that's good. And how many grandkids are there? Oh, I haven't even counted. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I have no fucking clue. Oh. Maybe 20? I don't know. Like, oh. no idea. <laughs> Weird. That seems like something you would know. Nope, no idea. Because, I mean, I just know that I, I could tell you some of the kids, but I have no fucking clue the number. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Mackenzie... So this episode, um, actually first, before I get into the actual episode, I just have a few orders of business first. Ooh, I'm ready. So the first being that, so after Josh was sentenced, of course, you have a window of time in which you can make an appeal. I want to say it got pushed back two, three times. This might be the final, I think the third time. Okay. Um, It finally did go through and was made public. Like, I mean, like they gave it the information for it. Um, and it was made public this last week. Nothing really too crazy. They once again doubled down on the whole Caleb Williams thing and like the you didn't look into him, even though they're saying that. Remember how I talked about how there's like pings of his phone along mm-hmm. the whole way and all this different evidence. Yeah. But, you know, they're going with the whole you don't know that he didn't remote in type, you know, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, they're just going to it's it's just something that they're mm-hmm. hoping could be. See, you didn't look into something. Right. Um, and the only other thing that was sort of new-ish was that now they bring up that there was a violation of Josh's constitutional rights because of the cops taking away Josh's phone. But obviously that was an attempt to make sure that he did not delete or tamper with any form of evidence. Correct. <laughs> so that's really the only other thing that stuck out to me is mm-hmm. different, but par for the course. And this was around the time because we, we found out about it a few days later is when it mm-hmm. was made public. So it kind of coincides around the time of Anna deleting her Instagram. So okay. that could be why she's probably just sick of the shit and it's like, I don't want to talk about it again. You know, I don't mm. know. But just something noteworthy. I, I would be exhausted if this was. If you were married to that, fuck. Like just everything. Yeah. Um, the next order of business is just, yes, I am aware of the ama yesterday for anybody that doesn't know what an ama is it's a ask me anything Mm -hmm. there was one yesterday on reddit with a childhood friend of anna i got tons and tons of messages blowing up (laughs) yeah of people being like oh my god did you see this yes i saw it i was popping in and out all day yesterday um i've looked a couple times today i will again go back through because just to make sure i didn't miss anything that maybe got answered later on because, you know, sometimes they pop back in and, 
continue to answer questions, whatever. So yes, I am aware. I had a couple people ask if this was going to be the deep dive for this week. And it's not for a couple of reasons. I'll just explain real quick. Number one, um, this happened yesterday and we record today. <laughs> it's a very quick turnaround. Like, you know, that's way too quick of a turnaround with as much time as I put into it. And I was already several hours into about the 11 hours I put into this deep dive. It's just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't turn around that quickly and come up with something else. Plus, we were all, this was in between trying to actually entertain people at our home yesterday for the first time in a long time. That hasn't happened in forever. Attempting <laughs> to have somewhat of a life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I also, I just, if you haven't figured out, I like to curate a theme or a topic mm-hmm. and kind of take it through. And I don't know, I just think that going straight through an AMA just feels like I'd be reading off Reddit to you, which is... Not really my bag, so. But don't worry, there there were some good stuff in it, and many of you probably read every word of it, so you know it. But just know that I will be using it as a resource for future deep dives. In fact, a lot of it ties in with some deep dives I have planned for later this season. So we'll be seeing the information. It just won't be in one that is just running straight through this AMA. And I think the one of the nice parts that people like about the deep dives is the research and how you're using these hard items you know books talks whatever it is and then referencing other things like you're using that as a reference not let me just read you this thing verbatim so and I mean, sometimes i do but usually it's for a specific topic and there's multiple Correct. other things i'm also reading yeah. but yeah i just feel like it'll be more interesting i think you kind of like stuff sticks with you more like even things that I read in their books years ago correct that I know I've read at some point or things I know but when you kind of curate it to one thing I feel like the whole like it it becomes more storytelling do you know what I mean yeah like it's not just like here's some information it's Mm -hmm. like when you're taking it from all the different areas and then combining it you're creating like a full-blown like story I guess Mm -hmm. anyways so just wanted to address the AMA yes I'm aware and it will be making an appearance via different deep dives there was some good stuff (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the actual episode, it premiered on February 3rd of 2009, and it's called A Dugger in the Rough. So the episode starts with Lego Hair um, talking about how the book that he and Baby Cannon wrote just came out about four days earlier. So this makes it December 6th of 2008 because it came out on December 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he's talking about how it's surprisingly well how it's done. In those four days. So they're going to a local retailer (laughs) for a book signing. Um, Spoiler alert, the local retailer is Walmart. Yeah, it was. I get it. They didn't want to say it, but it was obvious. Come on. But to be fair, I guess um, they can say that, though, because Walmart did start in Arkansas in 1962. Mm -hmm. So I guess, um, to be fair, they can, like, call it a local retailer, I guess. (laughs) Uh, the headquarters are actually about 30 minutes from the Tater Tot Mansion. So just a little little information, especially for people who live outside of the U.S. Yeah. Kind of puts it into perspective. I feel like everybody's heard of Walmart. <laughs> so they live about 30 minutes away. So on the same day, they're also being filmed by a French film crew. So they're kind of following around for them on this day as well. So they're at the Walmart and the kids are playing the violin 
you know, just across from the checkout lines. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> no big whoop. Uh, totally normal. And people are crowded around. And I just keep thinking about how it's clogging up the entire walkway. Yep. I, th- I was just like, move out of the way. Like... <laughs> And one of the French film crew members is saying how having so many kids is unheard of in France. Mm -hmm. But my favorite part is when he says, I think that's very exotic, (laughs) (laughs) which I was like, yes. And when I think of exotic, I definitely think think of of Boob and Michelle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So then Josiah talks about how it's funny just because they have not only the Discovery crew, which is, you know, TLC. And the French crew, and then they also have the local news. So he said the Discovery crew is filming the French crew, film us. You know, it's just like kind of yeah. just all these different people are there. Mm-hmm. And then the French guy says that the Duggars aren't camera shy and are, quote, very good at explaining what they are doing and are well organized. <laughs> we all take that with that. I was like, oh, he doesn't know. I mean, he just doesn't know. <laughs> you don't know. It's okay. But we're like, well, organized is because of. They're kids. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't think they're really good at explaining much. <laughs> well, it's just that, it's that, like, unnecessary exposition that when you're filming a scene and Lego hair's there and he's looking at the group and he's like, all right, guys, so we're going to, today we're going to go to this uh, creationist museum. All right, now we're all going to go to the bus. Like, yeah. like, there's those weird expository things that are awkward. Yeah. So the guy also says that this wouldn't happen in Europe and that French people would be so shy and secretive. But the Duggars show that how they keep the house and everything. And it's just amazing. (laughs) So how the girls keep the house. Correct. You know, so got that. So the Duggars are now signing books right there in women's wear, right under the women's wear sign. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone, including the kids, are signing. And I just, like, I kept waiting for Famie to, like, pop up with her own Sharpie and be like, I'm here, <laughs> and, like, start signing books. But Famie doesn't come until later. Yeah. But I was like, oh, she missed an opportunity for her stardom. <laughs> Do you have any of the stuff that the kids said in their talking heads? Um. So, like, when they were, there's two things when they were showing them actually uh you know pulling the books out and starting to sign and then they were talking to the french film crew guy um they had a talking head with jill that um they asked her about like you know what do you why do you think that these foreign film crews are interested in seeing what you guys like do like how you live and she said well you know they may want to increase their birth rates and then she laughs awkwardly And then, so at first I was like, is she just like making a joke? Like, is this a Jill joke? But then it seemed like she was reciting something that's been told to her. Well, they said the same thing when the Korean film crew was there, remember? Yeah. They said the same thing. It was to... Okay. Yeah. So that's, I think that's why the Korean film crew said they were there. So I think that she's just saying, oh, that must be why everybody's here. Okay. Because one of the Lost Boys said it again later as well. And I was like, okay, that's probably something. I assume that was like something that they're being told that like, well, this interested is in you because, you know, they want to get their birth race up and we're going to show them how to do it. I I, I don't doubt that. Like, I mean, he could have made it up entirely, but I wouldn't. I would guess that one place did say that to them. And then Jim Bob has just said, like, well, that's just and just ran with it. Exactly. So now the kids probably are like, well, that's why everybody's here. Right. Like, you know, (laughs) um. 
Okay, so then the French guy says that large families used to be driven by poverty, but the Duggars are, quote, very different and driven by faith in God. And that's a, quote, very American story. That's America. (laughs) And um, yeah, so I'm like, ooh, I think I said this with the Korean film crew too. I'm like, dang it. I want there to be like a big disclaimer if they ever show this shit again. But like, this is not America. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I think you get that with every country. Like every country to other countries is going to have, well, this is what people assume yeah, goes on Yeah, you're like, here. no! <laughs> I always say it about Arizona because there's not a whole lot of natives that I feel like you find that live at least in like metropolitan Phoenix. And I always say that when people think of Arizona, they think of adobe houses and women in denim jackets and turquoise jewelry. And you know. like a cactus and a tumbleweed, like everywhere you look. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like we understand that that's not how things are here. But... Yeah. So everybody has like the perception. Yeah. One of the other things they said about the book, one of the Lost Boys said it was um, when Jim Bob was explaining why they've written this book, he really pushed the idea that this was leaving like a detailed history for the later generations of their family i don't even remember that yeah so it was something i didn't write down fully because i assume that you write down no, every I talking head, i didn't remember so it no noted um but yeah it's they're being told that like the reason why they're making this book not a cash grab their reasoning is you know, we want to make sure that the later generations of our family have a detailed idea of how we lived and why we lived this way to to pass down to other generations. I don't know why I don't remember this at all. <laughs> so this is news to me. <laughs> because when I was watching it and I was like, oh, and also a cash grab because you have a TV show. Like, I just remember him being like, we couldn't answer all the emails. So here it is. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so then they end their time at this, you know, local retailer. The local retailer. By singing Silent Night. Do you have anything else to add on that before? <laughs> no. Okay. So the next scene is of taking the whole family to Crater Diamond State Park. But of course, you know, their TV show, Tim, it's it's about ministry. It is not about making money. Correct. Correct. So Boob takes this opportunity to pull out his Bible and make this, you know, real touching teaching moment with all the kids on the bus. Everybody's like, let's go. And yep. he's standing on the bus, uh, you know, about how God's word is more valuable than silver, gold, or diamonds. And that, quote, God's word is the real hidden treasure and you're, and how you will get f- the fulfillment in your life. Oh. So. So can I pay my bills with hidden treasure, <laughs> with, with God's word? <laughs> I'm going to mail fulfillment to the <laughs> to SRP tomorrow. <laughs> Um, so as the Duggars pull up to the park, they have once again made the marquee. <laughs> For, you know, they love a banner and they love a marquee. Yep. I swear, next time I'm invited over to like someone's, like someone hosts me anywhere, if I show up and there is not a marquee sign welcoming, I'm turning around. Yep. Lack of respect. This has set up some expectations for me. I want a marquee, damn it. Mm-hmm. So they're getting ready and um, pulling all of their supplies, like shovels and gloves, out of the bus. And I just wanted to point out that did you notice that all of these items are brand new? Brand new. Yep. So I guess it's, you know, buy, use, and save the difference, except for when you need it right now and it's very inconvenient. When you need it for a photo op. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. can you go around to all the different stores and find all the shovels and find that you need for tomorrow? Shovel. Yeah. You know, and everybody's mm-hmm. side. <laughs> 
So I just thought that was funny. Yeah. And I wouldn't care otherwise, but they're so harp on the fact that they don't buy anything new. Correct. Like, he's like, we don't buy anything. Like, he's said those exact words. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you fucking do. Yeah. Leave some. I just don't like, don't talk in absolutes. Say, we, we buy most. We, for the most we part, try we to, try you know, to buy we, used. They talk yeah. so absolute about fucking mm-hmm. everything. So I'm like, huh, I see your brand new fucking shovel with the sticker with on the it. With the sticker still on it. Mm-hmm. Um, then a pop-up comes on that says that Beyonce's engagement ring has as many carrots as there are Duggar children. So they, they said 18, consider, considering her pregnancy as well. Uh, and I think it was um, Ginger, I want to say. Don't quote me. But I think it was Ginger that talked about in her book about how they didn't even... I don't even think they watched every episode, but sometimes they did. And mm-hmm. like the TV is kept in Jim, Bob, and Michelle's room, which I'm imagining is to keep anybody from getting to it, of course. <laughs> And that um, sometimes that they would, you know, roll this old TV out to watch mm-hmm. episodes. So I'm just imagining Michelle, like, carting out a TV, like, a la elementary school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. And, you know, they get to watch this episode. And I could just see, like, a lost boy watching this and seeing that pop up and be like, who's Beyonce? Like, <laughs> like they have no fucking clue. Like, nope. who's Beyonce? <laughs> it's like taking them to Disneyland. <laughs> right? No context. So they're going through the whole visitor center deal, learning about diamonds, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the producers are asking random people on the street what they would do if they found a diamond. Mm-hmm. I don't find it particularly inst- interesting. It's I didn't really write- not. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, I really didn't write a whole lot. You know, they're like, travel, Lamborghini. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they ask Jason the same question and he says that he would sell it and that he would give the money to his mom and dad. Mm-hmm. In other contexts, this would be really cute. Mm-hmm. And it still is cute. Which later on, because they, they kind of like inserted segments of them asking these people on the street different questions. Yeah. There was a little girl later on that said the same thing. Yeah. She then, said that she would sell it and she would give most of it to her mom and dad. And then she would buy her and her sister some clothes. clothes yeah. So see, there's the cute version. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it still is cute coming from Jason. But all I can think of is like, oh, no, Jason, do not fund Josh's legal defense. <laughs> <laughs> We have another appearance of the Our Apostle shirt. Okay, I thought I caught it. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure, but you so. And I will be completely honest. I've never seen the kid that it was on. I, I didn't pay attention to who it was. I just caught the shirt. So I know, last time. I know Josh and John David, and then I know there's an older kid, an older boy in there. It was it was that. Well, I don't think it, you know John David, because last week you said the Our Apostle shirt was on John David, and it was on Joe. Then maybe it was on Joe again. I don't maybe. know. I'll All I know is I've never seen this damn kid in my life. <laughs> so, who? Well, like I he said, was a white, I'll, awkward kid. I, I don't know what to tell I'll you. I'll make you flashcards. We we got we got through Jess and Ginger. I feel pretty confident, right? Right? Mm, Are we? There fin- was a point. There was a point in this episode where I saw them both there, and I heard a voiceover by somebody, and I was like, I don't know who's saying that. Never mind. We're starting back at square one. <laughs> Nothing is mastered yet. I thought we were done with at least Jess and Ginger. I just don't care enough. That's the problem. <laughs> Um, so you're going to be like saying something, I'm, like, I'm going to be like, yeah, and it's totally misreporting. <laughs> so anyways, um, when they finally get out into the field, they actually, it's just the mining area and it cuts to a talking head of joy saying, I don't know. I didn't know what it was going to be like when I got out there. It was just a big dirt field. And I was like, okay, this is more for boys, not for girls. <laughs> Not going to go into this deeper now, but I right. just wanted to make sure that we pointed this out for future discussions okay so we're just watching them dig and play around in the dirt and putting it through the screens famey's there i mean it's really Mm -hmm. not not much going on 
Um, Ginger, obviously they're asking like different kids, like what they would do if they found the biggest diamond. And Ginger says that she would buy a Cadillac Escalade. Mm-hmm. Then Jill says she'd sell it, but she goes, I-, I don't know what I'd buy with it. And then she goes, Hummer? Kind of just like mm-hmm. shoulder shrug. Like, I don't know. It's Correct. like, <laughs> but um, yeah, so Ginger wants an Escalade. Yeah. I think it's probably when uh, Pest had that one that she was just like, oh, yeah. I remember with the sound <laughs> system. Oh, yeah. So I really particularly love watching Michelle in this scene, walking around with Johanna because she, I, it looks absolutely preposterous. Her, her outfit like it was not it did not belong for being out in dirt like a dirt field like it kills me it's like at least okay so cousin Famie is wearing very of the era like beanie-ish hat beanie but with the brim with the that brim, little brim yes. yeah very of the time mm-hmm. and then she's wearing a hoodie and like jeans so at least the Doug girls they're wearing the version of it that that they can mm-hmm. the hoodie and they're wearing like a jean skirt. So you're like, okay, they can't wear jeans. But like Michelle looks like she's out there getting ready to fucking teach Sunday school. She's in like flats still. She's wearing the, no, she's wearing the, um, they look like kitchen shoes, like the clogs. Oh, like yeah. Like the ones that had like the like yeah. high clogs, like or whatever. Like, can you put a boot on, lady? <laughs> like, it's just can so you try funny. something in a boot? I, like she's like, I, I'm like, where are you going? This does not look like someone who's going to a dirt minefield. <laughs> can we get a, a hush puppy in uh, size seven, please? <laughs> um. So, yeah, I just thought it was funny. Do you, remember, do you remember hush puppies? No, I'm trying to. <laughs> What is that? They were just like these like dark. I just remember them as like these dark bound loafer. I have no fucking like loafery type like straight over my head shoe. Yeah. Wow, I made a fashion reference you didn't know. I'll have to look it up after this. I thought you know I I I thought maybe you could like throw in like an put on an espadrille or something, but. (laughs) And I'm going to sidestep. I feel like we've had some pretty good like media references in our episodes recently. So there is a comedy movie with Leslie Nielsen that's called Wrongfully Accused. And it's kind of a parody of uh, The Fugitive. And the guy that is trying to kill him gets a gun that's in a fake leg, like a prosthetic leg. And when they're going over the different like attributes of this fancy prosthetic leg gun... The woman holds up this little shoe and she goes, you know what my favorite part is? The silencer. She holds it up and she goes, hush, puppy. (laughs) I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. So there you go. Hush, puppy. (laughs) Let us know if you've ever seen that movie because I love that movie. So John David, um, John David, not Joe. They're both the same. John David is pulling a prank by sprinkling fake diamonds like for the little kids and Lego to find. And then Mm -hmm. there's like one giant fake one. And Boob says, we love doing practical jokes on each other occasionally, as long as it's funny for both parties. I think God has a sense of humor. humor. He created us. So you said a mouthful there, Jim Bob. (laughs) I put that there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Now we get to the part where Jim Bob has to work in how people are wrong, and he just knows it all. Absolutely. He can't miss, you know, now. Mm -hmm. So he says, a lot of times, so this is where the, the hands come out, you know, yep. um, a lot of times when we come to a state park or something like that, they say the world is millions of years old. And then it cuts to an employee saying that this mining area is formed by a volcano millions of years ago. Mm-hmm. Then it cuts back to Boob and he's saying, we'll say, well, how do you know the world is millions of years old? And they say, well, we date these rocks by the fossils we find in the rocks and... And so, like, he's asking, 
so how do you know the fossils are that old? And they say, we know the fossils are that old because of the rocks. And so they use circular reasoning to describe it. So Nothing about what he said that people say about the that's not the way that they do things. Yeah, I know. And, but, the, and the thing but is... But Boob knows. He knows. And maybe this is just me projecting my salt onto watching this, but I feel like I feel like both him and Baby Cannon have a very specific look on their face when they know they're bullshitting. It's preaching. It's yeah. the preachy face. Yeah. They don't think they're bullshitting. They think it's real. And in my head, what it is is, please don't ask questions. Please don't ask questions. Please, You know what I mean? Like, they just want to say the- their piece and then mm-hmm. you listen. You just not ask questions and move on. Yeah. Yep. So then, of course, there's now a talking head of Michelle. And she says... Everywhere we go, there's always going to be, you know, ideas and precipitations. Is that how she says it? I can't remember. She, I think she, I remember thinking she kind of like said it wrong maybe. But um, that are opposite of what the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all from Michelle. Yep. And then it just ends with the corny scene of them all holding hands in a line, like very like Red Rover style, mm-hmm. walking through the fields because they're like looking to see if anything glistens in the like sunset. Mm-hmm. And then Boob is giving Michelle one of his, um, you know, tight-lipped but noisy kisses he does. And he says, 25 years ago, I found my diamond. Let's go to the house. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that exposition that I'm telling you about. That's that dumb exposition that doesn't make sense in any context. He's just corny. And not good corny. Like, I'm okay with corn, you know. It's corn. It's um, it but has the juice. I mean, it has the juice. Can't imagine a more beautiful day. That was Whitney um, for like three weeks. Oh, God, even longer. Now it's Mulan. But yeah, he's corny, but it's not good corny. Like, no. I appreciate some good corn, but yeah. I'm just like, oh, shut up. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not even. So, yeah, that's kind of it for the episode. Do you have anything mm-hmm. else? No, it was kind of. You said it yourself. You're like, after the wedding, there's a, there's a little bit of filler. There's quite a bit of filler for a yeah. bit. So. so, nothing too heavy there. Mm-mm. Their local retail Walmart. Yeah, that, you know. Yep. At least he didn't say small. He just said local. I'll give him that. <laughs> All right. We'll take a smidgen of a break and we'll be right back with the deep dive. So this week's deep dive is all about evolution versus creationism. I felt it was, you know, between the previous trip to the creationist museum, last week's mention of man and apes, and then this week's talk of, you know, circular, you know, reasoning mm-hmm. um, that he gave about the earth and all that stuff. I figured it was about time to address this on its own as a deep dive. Um, so there, I have several different sources, which I will name as I get into different sections using them. So on the IBLP website under Statements of Faith, which is exactly like it sounds. It's a summary of their basic belief system. Mm-hmm. It says, quote, we believe that the Genesis account of creation is neither allegory nor myth, but a literal historical account of God's creation of the universe. (laughs) And then it also says, we believe Adam was directly created in innocence and in the image of God and did not evolve from pre-existing forms of life. So none of that, of course, is unexpected, but I just wanted to read to you guys like verbatim Mm -hmm. what IBLP actually says. So now I'm going to be referencing referencing passages from the IBLP Men's Manual, Volume 1. 
Quote, in dealing with the fallacies of evolution, we do not need more facts. We need more faith. So they're just coming right out and saying it. Yep. Fuck facts. Yep. <laughs> facts are for losers is who they are for. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, fuck facts. It's faith. Yep. That's it. That's it. Um, and then there's a little box off to the side that reads, if members of your family reject the way that God made made them, they will also tend to reject the Lord and his word. <laughs> Dangerous, you know? Yep. Um, so then there's another chapter in the men's manual. There's this section all about cleansing your home of books and magazines, which I mean, there's so much I could go into. <laughs> I can't wait to get into more stuff. <laughs> Later on, just talking specifically, though, about evolution. Okay. Um, so it's, you know, cleansing your home of books and magazines, which are opposed to the Bible and gives examples um, of, you know, some of the books and topics that you should avoid, such as um, books by cults. Ironic much as I, we're reading yeah. from a book made by a cult. Projection. Heard. <laughs> uh, astrology, you know, and of course, witchcraft and things mm-hmm. like that. Don't even listen to the song by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> The, but it says, quote, any book which majors on the humanistic philosophy of evolution. <laughs> and yet again, there's another little tidbit on the side. I love these that I found worth sharing. It says, quote, it is better to have a few books, few books that honor the word of God than a library full of books that challenge the authority of the Bible. Thinking is bad. <laughs> no, no, this is this is my favorite part. You can expect your wife and kids to be attracted to the wrong books in your library. That last sentence has like an exclamation point. So emphasis. And oh, damn. I mean, you can just expect that from your wife and children. Damn. Get well, I the, mean, your wife is just constantly disappointing you. Just, so. uh, yep. As we learned. Okay. Final thing from the men's manual. There's a chapter on being alert to spiritual danger. Alert. Ooh. So there's this section on philosophies that might influence your children. So they tell you to make sure that your children have a clear grasp on basic scriptural principles. They tell you to supervise their education, um, thus the ATI curriculum, because you know it's all approved. Oh, yeah. It's like a push for ATI, even though they don't even say it, you know? Yeah. Um, And then also it says to know the beliefs of your children's teachers, which is made much easier, of course, when the teacher is maybe their mom, but most likely (laughs) their older sister. Very convenient for them. Um, And it says to interview their teachers. So, you know, do you think they're interviewing Jana and like Jill? And they're like, you know, uh, we got to talk to you about your beliefs. I like to think they did. Um, And then it says to know what teachings your children should avoid. Then again, there's a little cartoon word bubble on the side with an example of such dangers. Okay. Give me an example. This says, Dad, in order to graduate, I have to take a course on world religions. Whoa. Danger! (laughs) I think of Phoebe and uh, Rachel and friends when they're like, danger! (laughs) So yeah, that sounds dangerous. Yeah. So that sums up the talks of evolution in the men's manual for now. Now I'm going to shift focus to what is said about evolution in various wisdom booklets, which is just basically the ATI curriculum. Okay. I pull from a couple different ones. But um, it says, evolution is the basic deception that all things develop from the simple to the complex. 
and that it is man's attempt to avoid responsibility to a holy God and his absolute laws. So dramatic. <laughs> well, that is, if I can interject real quick, that is one thing I've realized about kind of people that I've spoken to that believe this way is that it's unnecessarily taking it personal. Oh, always. Like it's the idea that like It's an attack. I didn't I didn't evolve from a monkey. <laughs> like it's that thing of like they're taking it as like a like you're a dumb animal. <laughs> yeah. And it's like those animals aren't dumb. But it's still just the idea of like don't don't equate me with something that I feel that I'm better than. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's obviously an animal they are lesser than I and don't even make a connection for the two. Don't be so dramatic. <laughs> so this this next part is what really gets me. It says, evolution is a foundational tenet in the religion of humanism. It has a permanent has permeated sorry all phases of academic study. Like creation, however, it must be accepted by faith, since it cannot be proven scientifically. No, honey. <laughs> Just because you can't prove your side scientifically doesn't mean that nobody can. And th- I just want to mention that that part is under false philosophies. <laughs> of course. So that was in wisdom booklet number two. That is um, just it's a quick little thing under this mm-hmm. whole section that talks about things that are like, you know, dangerous. Like, yeah. you know, basically this false philosophies. Mm-hmm. But when we move into wisdom booklet number 19 is where it gets further into it. By first stating that God's laws are accurate and permanent, whereas, quote, man's scientific theories are in continual state of revision. <laughs> That's the fucking point, yeah. <laughs> number one. But um, it just makes sense. You know, demonizing, learning, seeking out information, mm. possibly changing your stance based on new information. Yeah. Um, totally par for the course for them. Mm. You're not supposed to look into things. Yeah. So, yeah, um, not surprising that any type of revision in belief system to them is bad, bad, bad. Right. <laughs> and and it's like I remember being in university for call or for science and like their big thing is like the whole the whole thing about science is admitting that you don't know something. Exactly. And finding it out, being yeah. like, OK, how do we figure this out? And that's the complete antithesis to faith because if you if you're not sure it's like but why don't you just why don't you just pray harder and it'll it'll all come to fruition you know what i mean it's almost like a contest like it's a contest of like is your faith strong enough and also we've already heard it a little bit and we'll see it more going forward but they so you know emphasize believing in absolutes yeah so for them like it is a completely foreign idea that like you mm-hmm. don't absolutely know fucking everything. Yeah. And you're okay with that. Like yeah. <laughs> And Whitney and I've I won't get into detail, but like Whitney and I have talked about that with like some social issues that have been coming about the last couple years. It's really easy to put people into a box and say, This is the kind of person that uses this program or does these things and it's easy to think that they're these really bad caricatures of people and it's like you know what happens with human beings is that there's circumstances and there's there's little idiosyncrasies to everybody's history and what everybody's going through yeah it's not absolute yeah so it's really easy to be like i don't agree with this thing and all the people that do it are like this kind of like i brought up my dad saying that 
everybody that goes to donate plasma to get money is doing it for for drugs. drugs. (laughs) It's really easy for him to look and say, everybody that does that is a, is a drug user and a bad person rather than going, Oh, what about the single mom that just needs help putting fucking food on the table? Yeah. Like what about like, you know, when I was, I was donating a couple months ago after my entire situation changed at the very beginning of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was next to old, you know, older people that were like, I'm on my fixed income. Yeah. And my rent just went up $300. This is saving my life. Yeah. So it's like, that's where I kind of think, fuck you and people and their judgments of like, this person is just trying to fucking get by. Anyways, I'm on a side tangent. Yeah. But yeah, it's just that idea that like those absolutes don't exist. Yeah. And I think it's, I think the vast majority of people that are doing these things that they're talking about exist in that gray middle. Yeah. They don't exist to an end, you know. Yep. So absolutes are dumb. So this wisdom booklet sets out to showcase two different science like explorations, basically. One that will be found in harmony with scripture. Of course. And that, uh, That's the good one, FYI. And then um, another that fails the test of both scripture and science. Ugh. Spoiler alert, the failure is evolution. <laughs> so the good science is thermodynamics. Which is the study of temperature, energy, blah, 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 blah. So I'm not going to get into detail on all the stuff that they talk about. It. We would be here all fucking day. But thermodynamics um, is IBLP approved. <laughs> and, so you know, weird. they prove it complete with scriptural references. That it's just not worth me getting into. But I only really bring this up to point out because I feel like this is their way of being like, look, good science. Look, bad science like i feel like it's a way to be like we don't just we're not saying all science is bad right i i just think it's kind of like a like a way to like fake it like you know it's no see we 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 like science just not that science it's the equivalent of somebody saying something super racist and then being like well i have a black friend (laughs) basically like that's what that feels like (laughs) yeah yeah well my mother was 117th cherokee so (laughs) yeah i can't be racist (laughs) exactly yeah yeah so I'm really going to paraphrase for the rest of the time, um, but basically their big gripe is that God's word is that he created each living thing to, quote, yield fruit after his kind, and that the exact phrase is repeated 30 times in scripture. So they say that that makes it very clear that each living thing can only bring forth its own kind. So every living thing was created by God, and they do not evolve from other living things. They may go instinct, they say, but basically nothing has been new has been introduced or evolved since the creation in Genesis. <laughs> they specifically state that, quote, dinosaurs and all other extinct animals must have been in the garden with Adam. <laughs> so um, sounds to me like if they were allowed to actually watch tv they would probably be big fans of the flintstones <laughs> because after all they do have a mm-hmm. pet dinosaur he could they could have Correct. a jadino you yep. know yep um they might have oh the flintstones have a tv though don't they they do they have a tv and betty and wilma they have some defrauding outfits they do so maybe not mm-hmm. they but, were showing off them gams yeah so maybe maybe not Wilma had that which one had a bone in her hair? Did any of them have a bone in their Pebbles. hair? Pebbles. Pebbles had a bone in her hair. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
I love the Flintstones. I know it's a good show. <laughs> so th- I love sixties television. By the way, I was watching the Munsters yesterday. It's a good yep. show. Um, so their next gripe is that fossils create an in- incomplete and distorted picture of the Earth's history. They say, unlike thermodynamics, you well. know that good science. Evolution is a theory that cannot be tested in a laboratory, which I find really fucking rich as if they give a shit about something that is proved in a lab. Right. Like something is proved in a lab and all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh, okay, we changed our minds. Fuck no. So I just think that that's the most silly argument on their end. Mm -hmm. Like, well, it can't be proven in a lab. Like you give a fuck about something being proven or not. Correct. If it's not in your... Oh, it's so irritating. Like, that's stupid. Anyway. That's circular reason. <laughs> right. So they, they say instead that evolution is attempted to be supported by explanation using fragments of data, but not scientific experimentation. Oh. So they compare the theory of evolution to a jigsaw puzzle that's missing pieces. And in fact, this puzzle is now made even, you know, harder because it contains pieces from other puzzles. <laughs> they talk about how just because bones are found by each other, that doesn't mean they're from the same animal. Oh what? My like, oh my <laughs> they God. think that this is some like groundbreaking news. Like, right. Um, so, so they use that as a, that they're, oh, they said this is, this was funny. They say that. Scientists are constructing animals with various bones producing, quote, weird looking animals, which have the head of one animal, the body of another, (laughs) the wings of a third and the tail of a fourth. Greek mythology. (laughs) Right. Like. (laughs) No, no, that's bad, too. No, you're telling me. Yeah. Because they're making things up like the griffin. Yeah. They're they're like describing like, oh, like it was the It has the the chimera (laughs) that has the head of a lion and the butt. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. So to demonstrate this argument, they refer to the pit down man. Pilt. Is it? No, it's pilt down. Sorry. I wrote Mm -hmm. it wrong. Uh, My own handwriting strikes again. (laughs) Pilt down man. Uh, if a fossil that they, you know, they talk about that being, you know, a problem because mm-hmm. it was a couple things put together. But what they fail to mention is to go into detail on any kind of how the fact that it has been debunked, debunked or yeah. acknowledge how scientists analyze things completely differently now, not only from the time of this publication, mm-hmm. but also, you know, of writing this actual text, mm-hmm. but also the fact when that first came out in 1912 Mm -hmm. and it was completely debunked and called a hoax in 1953 right so it's easy to be like see look what they did over here but it's like we're not they're not acknowledging that that has widely been like this is not real we know 40 years worth of (laughs) like fact checking Yeah. yeah so again um major summary but they do go on to acknowledge mutations and variations in species but that doesn't that that does not make a new species. So they equate this to breeding dogs, like selectively, for example, and how, like, say if you took a lab, you can have different colors of labs, but it's still a lab. So it's like they recognize how in breeding over time, things can, quote, change. But it's, it's like they refuse to say the word evolve. Like, they'll talk about change. They'll talk about variations. They talk about mutations and getting, like, six fingers on a hand, like, as an example. Mm-hmm. But 
they're like, oh, no, that's just a variation of a species. Like, and I understand that a lab is still a lab, I like, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, I feel like it's this way for them to try to acknowledge some some change and say that some things aren't exactly as they were before. Mm-hmm. But be like, but it's not, a, nothing can evolve, but it can change. I think it's the, I think it's the idea of agency. Because those aren't things that in their thought process are being, like, they're talking about how these changes happen. But it puts nothing to God's effect on it. Yeah. So it's like they're unwilling to say that these things happen because everything has to happen because of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to leave you with one final point from the wisdom booklets, and it's this. They say evolution looks at similarities as proof of evolutionary ancestry when really you should be looking at similarities between living living things as evidence of having one creator, not common ancestry. Okay. So they literally like put two skeletons next to each other and they're like, yes, we see these like similarities, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But that just proves to you that one person made it all. <laughs> <laughs> you can't piggyback on my, on me showing my work. <laughs> Um, In closing, they say evolution is not a scientific theory, but the foundation of a false religion. (laughs) So dramatic. And that it misuses science with contradictory facts. And that evolution requires blind faith, whereas Christianity is based on confirming faith. Yeah, those are alternative facts. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it takes... It's all faith-based, guys. I thought they liked faith. You know, even in this (laughs) argument here, they talk about having faith. I'm confused. I'm fucking confused. I thought you wanted me to have faith. (laughs) Evolution requires blind faith. I thought you liked that shit. I think the way that they envision science is uh, there's an old Jim Gaffigan joke where he was talking about seahorses. He took his kids to the, he took his kids to the aquarium and they said that with seahorses, the, uh, the males carry the the babies yeah. until they're born, and he was like, "Couldn't they just call that the female?" <laughs> and he's like, "I imagine way back when some scientist was noticing this thing, there's like, yeah, the uh, the the male carries the babies. <laughs> well, why don't you like? Doesn't the female do that? No, not with this one. This one is different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're not that frivolous." this idea of them doing science and just being like well that doesn't fit with what we're thinking let's modify all the (laughs) that's not how this works and i'm sorry to say it that's kind of how your magic book has been worked there's been so many different historical figures over the years that have changed what the quote right bible is you know what i mean that's why there's 17 different versions i remember reading in being in that awful worldly college and had taken a class on world religions i did Oh god what were you doing i know but one of the things they did you say dad (laughs) none of and the thing is none of them were presented in a way where it was like let's talk about which one's right let's it was literally presented a way of like i'm going to teach you what what they believe what their main tenets are yeah yeah and then we would talk about it analyze it and move on to a next one um but anyway, I for, I completely spaced on what my point was. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry. Are you sure you want me to move on? You yeah, move on. It'll come back to me. Okay. So that's it for wisdom booklets. So now I'm going to focus on some stuff from the IBLP website. Okay. When you go there, they have a lot of lectures by a man named Dr. Job Martin. 
and it includes a series called The Evolution of a Creationist. Little little uh, backstory on Job. Okay. He was so apparently he grew up in like a Baptist family or something like that, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But he says that even being in that he wasn't saved and he wasn't like a like believer, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, he proclaimed to be agnostic for much of his life. And then, like, even after giving his life to God and becoming a Christian, he still believed in evolution for some time. Well, at some point, of course, he changes his mind. And like a lot of people do converting to something like this, um, he became extra staunch in his belief of creationism. So now he has dedicated his life for the last several decades to teaching against evolution. So what is his background, you may wonder? Oh, man. Well, he's a dentist. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, whenever I have questions about evolution, I definitely run straight to my dentist. Of course. Although it's quite convenient. Twi- you know, every six months, you can just save up your questions <laughs> and then, you know, you can ask him at your oh, next man. appointment. But don't worry. This feels the like the equivalent of them being able to be like, well, the guy who says this is an M- has a degree or is a doctor. Well, like <laughs> using that as like building credence. And it's like that doesn't. They have nothing to do with what you're. Well, remember you said MD ministry director. Ministry um, director. But this exactly. actually takes me back to episode two, way back. Remember the book does does the abortion or does the birth control pill cause abortion? Right. And remember when I was reading all the doctors he has signing off on it and like the forward thing, and one of them I was like, they're a chairman of radiology. Or like <laughs> it's like it's very much all on the same yeah. kind of line. But don't worry. He's not just a dentist. After he had this change of heart, he uh, went to school for theology. So we're covered. Oh, we're totally okay, covered. Good. You know what he, you know, guys, just he knows what's going on. Just yeah. listen. Mm-hmm. So on his m- multiple things listed by him on IBLP, I listened to a 73 minute stirring exposition. Their words, not mine. <laughs> By him titled, The Hidden Agenda Behind Evolution. Ooh. Scary. Yeah. And it was painful. (laughs) And not just like in a, I disagree with the, you know, the belief system type thing. Not, not even in that way. Okay. Um, it was painful because number one, he's very much that fast talker. Like if I talk really, really fast and I just sound like I know what I'm talking about, I'm really convincing, right? You just believe me. Well, you got to not leave chances for anybody to ask questions. Yeah. And you just got to like, he just, he goes super, super fast. And there was often times where I, I, I felt like Jim Bob having to listen to Michelle where I'm like, is he going to make a fucking point (laughs) at any time in this? So yeah, it was pretty bad. I got to be honest, but because it's so bad, I'm pulling just a few select things from it. Okay. But I mean, there were long periods of time where I was like, good God, where is this going? (laughs) So in the very, very beginning, after he just barely introduces himself, saying he's happy to be there with his wife, okay. he says um, his summary, summary of evolution is, quote, get rid of God, get rid of Jesus, get rid of the Bible, and then we're home free. Eat, drink, and meet, be merry. So you can see where, what, does this paint the picture of the type of guy he is? He already has salt. Like, it's already the... I feel attacked. Yeah. So that's just the gist. Um, And now I'm just going to, you know, paraphrase some points he makes. 
He talks of how certain plants need very specific certain insects to pollinate them. So how could that be evolution? Like, you know, like they all need something different. How, how could that be? Because um, they each need their own pollinator. So that has to be God. And then he talks of like hummingbirds and like building their nests and how they like perfectly balance them. And they know how much weight a spider, like a cobweb that they use to make it to like bind it all together. Mm. Um, they know how much weight that a cobweb will hold. And so they know when they need to do this and they know when they need to add more. Like it's, and he never even really ends it going like, how was that evolution? But that's what he's getting at. Mm-hmm. Like he just rapid fire. He talks about the fucking Brazil nut and how like, you know, you can't get it out of its pod and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, it, so he's getting at these things of like, how, how could that be done if, if God hadn't made it that way? God created the pollinators. God told the hummingbird how to, like a hummingbird wouldn't know how to do this. Like, I feel like it's completely like, you know, that things like have nature to them, like inherent, like survival. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the hummingbird kind of yeah. figured it out along the way. I feel like the saddest part of this is all of it is very, it's faith-based, like, feeling feeling sorry for themselves like almost self-consciousness because it's that thing where it's like if i have put forth so much time and effort and mental bandwidth and emotional bandwidth and words that i say i've put all these personal resources into being faithful to this idea Mm -hmm. i need to make sure that i feel like well, well, I mean, it has to be all these things. How, because how it could has, this happen without it? I wouldn't waste my time on something yeah. that wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like without saying, I'm worried that it wouldn't be true. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to try to use all these things to convince I'm gonna myself. I'm going to talk about the Brazil nut. Even That'll convince more true. The people. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing he likes to do, he, he's very mocking like. He's like, you know, that's Mm. the thing. And this is, you know, I'm listening to it, but it's and it's before an audience. So he has uh, several points where he likes to say things that are very mockery and, you know, to get the people laughing. Mm -hmm. So just one example of that is he says bacteria didn't give birth to rabbits. I mean, but why shouldn't we see this? There's no reason we shouldn't if evolution is true. It's just all by accident. (laughs) It's like just saying preposterous things. And then, of course, everybody's like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's no nobody like you're saying something preposterous on purpose because you mm. think that that's painting your point correct. But like instead, painting it's, them in a wrong in yeah. A bad but light. it's like but but no, that's not even close to what anybody's saying. Yeah. So it's like, but why shouldn't we see that if it's all by accident? <laughs> so dumb. Oh, I got switch notebooks. Um. Rapid. So yes, it's just a. It's just a tactic to make it all sound even crazier. So it's mm-hmm. like, see, look at these idiots. Look at yeah. these fucking dummies, you yeah. know? So then he talks major shit about theologists that believe in evolution and evolution scientists that claim Christianity, which was my big takeaway from all of this. Mm-hmm. It was just super black and white. It's one or the other. Like we talked about. Yep. Just exactly what we talked about. There's just, that's it. Mm-hmm. And he says, you have to decide who is true is it god or is it man and then he pauses for a little bit and then he follows it up with or it or is it me and talks of this whole quote postmodern generation that chooses their own beliefs and truths 
God forbid people think for themselves. <laughs> and that's, def- that's, you know, I guess I'm that pos- that postmodern um, generation because, um, yeah, that's me. You didn't just listen to your dad. No, I don't even listen to any one thing. It's literally, yeah. I, I take things in and I decide. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have any one belief system I could say I stick to. Correct. Not one fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Any hoozle. <laughs> so then he, he just rails on depictions of the, like, in-between between man and ape mm-hmm. and he just like goes on and on about the artist depictions of this like in between right mm-hmm. how bones don't sh- he says like you know bones don't show your lips have you ever seen a lip on a fossil <laughs> and you know it doesn't show lips or hair or anything like that so how do they know what it looks like they're just making it all up <laughs> which i find fucking hilarious projection that he t- takes such issue with this, you know, with this depiction of what it could have looked like mm-hmm. based off of the bones that they find. Meanwhile, every fucking artistic de- depiction I've ever seen of Jesus is of a white man. <laughs> but he was white. I mean, do you know what Jesus looked like? Did you see, you know what I'm saying? Like, so he's like, you never saw that. Like, you know, so do you know? Have you fucking seen Jesus? Mm-hmm. Everybody paints him as i've never seen pictures except for the ones that are coming out now with people being like he was a fucking middle eastern you know Mm -hmm. man everything else like when i grew up it was always a white man he looked like obi-wan kenobi (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so i just think it's real rich that he finds such issue in that yeah white like i think the a lot of times the argument ends up being well you you can't prove that it wasn't done by god and i think that that argument is stupid because we the could argument, say the same thing. Yeah, the argument from the other, from the other side is stupid. Like yeah. it's you, you well, you can't prove that it's not that. Well, you can't prove that it is. So yeah, what do we control? Yep. And then on a random side note, like my old sous chef, and I love him to death, Mister Arthur. Arthur was still a very faithful person, go leaning on the Christian side, but he was also that person when we'd get into like little kind of like theological conversations like he was that person that was like i think in this is arthur talking he was like i think that god gave these people a passion for finding knowledge and solving problems and he goes i think those two things can coexist which is totally something i'm going to touch on later i totally agree with that entirely and yeah because his thing is like if i if i believe that god created all of this stuff he created us to have to have uh free will and have curiosity and have the the ingenuity to create technology to research these things Mm -hmm. and so in his head it's that thing of where god's not tinkering in minutiae it's an overarching idea and that we are existing in that idea was kind of arthur's which i i completely respect that view like Mm -hmm. as like a it's like a good way to bridge the two yeah. These two extremes. Yeah. Because you understand that, you know what? I don't know everything. Yep. It's this weird thing of being like, my faith is not attached to the fact that I know everything. Exactly. And I think that's a disconnect that a lot From of people From the absolutism with. that yep. we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now let's talk about Mr. Job Martin's response to the question or people's, you know, kind of criticism of how could Noah fit all those animals in that ark? <laughs> So 
he says, well, he took smaller baby ones that took up less space, <laughs> including dinosaurs. <laughs> he so says, he got mosquitoes and cockroaches <laughs> and... Well, and then he says that, um, like, reports of how many animals would have have would have had to have been on mm. this ark. He says that um, he's seen reports as high as thirty five thousand, but he says it's more like eighty five hundred. Says the dentist. <laughs> um, but he says that's because you know they really only needed kinds, <laughs> and by kinds he means so they just need one dog. He's like they didn't need Chihuahua and poodles and blah blah blah. He's like they just needed one kind, one dog. So they got one dog, and then when they got to wherever the hell they got to, that dog separated that, itself that, into multiple different that dog you know cons- because of them with that you know maybe it like mutated or had a variation right, see? right. <laughs> a ver- i'm a comic book collector so i'm like there was a variant <laughs> of this dog yeah so that's his big thing there um he says that many animals were probably in hibernation or maybe noah took eggs of things so that the amount of, amount of food he would need would be less so you know you could you know that's just smart you know <laughs> You got the fucking dinosaurs just like running around. You Noah's know? making some big brain plays over there. Yeah, you there. know, do you think, how much how much planning do you think this took? He's like, well, I need them to be in hibernation. I need mm-hmm. them to be in an egg. I need them to be a baby. Yeah. Whew. Man, Noah's got a long to, like, that checklist had to be huge. And he built that whole ship out of wood. God damn. Give me a break. Um, so I'm going to leave you with one final thought from our dentist friend. <laughs> And he says that the Bible mentions dragons and that, you know, he says, I think it's dinosaurs. Why not? (laughs) I point that out specifically only because of how they talk about, you know, taking this, like, literally interpreting it from from the Bible. But then right here, he's just like, I think it's dinosaurs. Why not? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, so why is it? That you're saying it's supposed to be literal, like it said on IBLP's Mm -hmm. website, they're yeah. It's a literal, you know, mm-hmm. but you can just be like, Meh. but when he says, I think it's a dragon's a dinosaur. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I just can't stand the, oh, so it's okay for you mm-hmm. to like take some like, you know. Meh. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> okay. So I'm done with that guy. I had it. Okay. Um, there was more, but I was, just, I can't fucking do it. So I think that's enough to sum up how you think that the rest of that probably went. I think Mm -hmm. you can imagine. Now let's talk a little bit about just a couple of the Duggar kids and their statements on evolution. So after Jessa, probably like seven years ago now about this point, Jessa visited the Holocaust Museum. And she made a post where she said that the genocide was rooted in racism, which is clearly, you know, very true. True. Good job, Jessa. You you started off okay. Mm -hmm. Stop right there. But then she followed up with the fact that it was um, stemming, like the racism itself, stemmed from the evolutionary idea that man came from something less than human and that some people, some people groups, people groups are, <laughs> I know, get me. Who talks like this? Some people groups are more evolved and others are less evolved. So let's take the topic of racism and just be like, you know what? It's evolution's fault. Mm-hmm. So Find it's, the thing so that it's you're not, gonna. It's not that these bigoted people um, are looking down on them for 
physical attributes or you know their faith or who they believe in it's evolution it's evolution okay okay just so we're clear do you understand now okay okay so So the kkk isn't mad at all these colored folk for having that color and they think they're lesser than they are they just really believe in evolution yeah it's because they think that we came from monkeys and that's disrespectful well, that they came from a different species than them, I guess. I don't fucking know. I have no idea. So then her husband, Ben, or Bin, as she says, um, was once on a video with his friend that was posted on the internet. I think like YouTube and like Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they were discussing racism. And Bin says, quote, there's no room for racism in Christianity. Stop right there. You're right. <laughs> that all comes from the devil. That all comes from all this false religion out out here, evolution, all that stuff. Teaching that some people are more evolved. So, same thing as Jessa. She, mm. she, he either got it from her, she got it from him. I'm going to go out and say she got it from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so racism has existed far before the theory of evolution ever came to be. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't work. No. Nice try. Doesn't work. So now we're going to talk about Jill. She's our final one we're going to talk about. Okay. So Jill and Derek, they admitted that while they've discussed it, that they've just been too busy with other matters to really hash out their opinions. Mm. So um, they said, we both agree that God created the earth in six literal days. This was Jill. She says, we don't believe in tradition. We don't believe in traditional evolution, but we do believe in science. She says that she believe, believes in a young Earth, so like the 6,000 thing that Boob is always talking about, while Derek avoided giving a def- definite answer is what this article says. Um, he said, I don't lean old Earth or new Earth. He said the Bible is 100% true, but we also don't know everything from the Bible, if that makes sense. I don't. It's true, but we don't understand it. But we also don't know everything from the Bible. Okay. I'm kind of confused. Okay. So he's saying, if that makes sense. It don't make sense for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not computing. But um, Derek said, Jill has a view on it. I have a view against having a view on it. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> to which Jill insisted, right now, while he doesn't have time to do research on it. So I thought that was a real, like for a that's split odd. second, for like a split second, I was like, oh, they have opposing views. And I'm like, for once, that's actually kind of refreshing because, you know, you can't have any mm-hmm. different. But then she, but it, so then she's like, but he just hasn't had time to research. But still, I'm like, that sounds like Jill's like, no, you're going to believe what I believe. Yeah. So even then, I guess that's like 0.25 of a point for Jill that she's trying to convince her husband instead of the other <laughs> way around where she's constantly told, just believe what your husband said. Right. So there's this small little bit in it where I'm like, what? She's not just the like, feminist she's not just like, yeah, girl. She, yeah. She's not just going with exactly what Derek said, but it, it's all fucking confusing. That whole thing was confused, right? Like it was all just like, what did they say? She's getting her non-specific feminist on. His view is to that he has a view against it. My, my view is to not have a view. <laughs> that is, that's yeah. literally what he said. Um, so, yeah. So, that is that is the uh, sum up of just some of the Duggar evolutionary beliefs. I feel like the challenge from kind of like things that, that I've experienced is a lot of P 
people go into faith of all different kinds for different reasons. And one of them is tradition. And one of them is kind of just, that's what your family does. So that's what you do. Yeah. Um, but I feel like even in that arena or that group of people, you have a lot of, I'm looking for purpose in my life. And going to an organized religion is kind of an easier way to be like, oh, okay, I have something to devote my life to. Yeah. Right. So I think you see that a lot where you're looking for community, you're looking for purpose, and you're looking for hopefully getting answers to these questions as to why we're here and, you know, these very like philosophical existential kind of items. So I feel like when when you're on that side where you're like, nope, I've found the thing that I'm supposed to be dedicated to and this is what my life is for. The idea that evolution happens means that we're not as important as we think we are. Because at the end of the day, we have nothing to do with finches developing different kinds of beaks on the Galapagos Islands in order to eat whatever they eat. Like, but that would be variation. <laughs> yeah. But like we don't have anything to do with that. And it it if that goes on without us being a major factor to it, we have to say that it's God to protect our pride. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like, just like your belief system. Like mm-hmm. it's always protection of their yeah. of their belief system. Because then if you start questioning that, you start questioning everything. And exactly. that's why college is bad. And that's why uh, worldly yep. books are bad. Yep. Because you you don't want to have anybody asking questions. So as I gathered my research for this deep dive, I actually did it in reverse of how I presented it. Okay. L- listening to that 73 minute the pile of shit. A uh, steaming pile of shit. That part um, of your life is gone. Yeah. That that actually came first. So when I was just starting to listen to that, I just kept like my question like in my head was just like, why do they give a shit? Like, okay, like as I've said before, I made it very clear. I don't really care about if there is or isn't a heaven and hell. Like that's just not important to me. Mm -hmm. So in the same vein, where exactly we came from, equally not as important to me in the sense that while I have my own opinions and beliefs on it. I have zero, you know, desire to argue with people over it or even give a shit about what they believe about it at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I don't care. So I'm just like, why the fuck do they care so much that other people, you want to believe in creationism? I truly don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. So like, why do they care so much that other people believe in evolution that was just like was looming over me just 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 starting Mm -hmm. my deep dive and then um it's like i'll you know i'll save caring about what other people believe in for like when it really matters (laughs) like when it is actually hateful harmful Mm -hmm. to other people abusive yeah i'll save giving a shit about other people's beliefs if your belief has zero if i don't feel like you believing in creationism versus evolution is like like across the board i don't think that that belief in generally speaking isn't doesn't warrant like attention it's like it's Mm. not really doing anything right right so it's like why do they fucking care so much but that was quickly answered for me when I got to the men's manual portion that I read. You know, that whole rejecting the way that God made them will make them also tend to reject the, the Lord and his word. Mm. And so I was like, oh, 
got it. Now we get, now we get it. it. And it's just sad because they truly see any opposing view as a threat to their own faith. Mm-hmm. And by own, it's not even just that. It's their children, which I think is the bigger threat. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like. Won't somebody think of the children? <laughs> right? Um, you know, for people who are super devout or strong in their faith and their convictions, um, it actually seems quite fragile. Oh, me. yeah. Very, very fragile. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't chance any other idea, but it's like, what are you so worried about? Yeah. If it's if you're so strong in this faith, what mm-hmm. the fuck are you worried about this guy over here? Where, oh, because you're worried about it affecting your faith mm-hmm. and your, as like I said, family, whatever. Yeah. But... <clears throat> But then take care of that on your end. Why the fuck do you care about everybody else? One of the things that Arthur and I used to talk about, this is a good Arthur episode. Yeah. Um, (laughs) One of the things that we used to talk about is the, like I used to know Christians that would bristle at people that would, would be like, if you have absolute faith that God has everything to do with your life, when you're driving on the freeway, why don't you hit the pedal and close your eyes and take your hands off the wheel? Mm Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, that's just such an insensitive test. You know what I mean? Like, I've met multiple people that take offense to that argument. And looking at it through the way that Arthur would present it makes more sense to me, even though I don't agree with him. Mm -hmm. Because his whole thing was, much like Han Solo, that's not how faith works. Like, in his estimation of what God is... That's not the way that it works. It's not a he controls every move that I make like a video game. That's not what this is about. And that's not what his faith is about. So I felt like even talking to him, it was a very refreshing idea that like. So then when somebody does bring up that stupid, well, why don't you just close your eyes and take your hands off the wheel? That's not how it works. Yeah. (laughs) But I also feel like that takes a good chunk of open mindedness open-mindedness to say not everything i do is graced by this idea of somebody controlling all of my Every decisions aspect, yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i was thinking about how you know the emphasis that they put on science like not being absolute as their argument i think just really highlights so well how they place absolutely zero value on learning you know like changing changing Mm. your views based on new information yeah like i was like you're just highlighting exactly everything that i've always thought but just Mm -hmm. like this it's just like literally like boob like neon sign around it Mm -hmm. it's the i said this a couple episodes ago it's the brene brown thing of like we are more judgmental to other people about things that we are more self-conscious about about ourselves yes so, so it's they're, that idea they're afraid of looking into anything because it could affect they see it as very easily affecting their faith mm-hmm. so they stay the fuck away from it and they're like well why are you looking at that like you know this is what you're supposed to correct believe. yeah <laughs> you're gonna l- research things yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a it's a political ad where they don't say anything about what their plan is or what they're going to do. It's a smear political ad where it's all about the negatives of the other person. Yeah. They just can't operate the in that way of using critical thinking. It's the mm-hmm. Bible or nothing. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not surprising at all considering how much we know now about how any form of critical thinking is actively suppressed. Mm-hmm. And this just, again, 
points that out. Yeah. Um, and I just found it interesting how they leave zero room for the possibility of like religion, like keeping your religion and believing in like that religion and evolution can coexist in any kind of form. Mm-hmm. Again, with the all or nothing, it's one or the other. You mm-hmm. follow God or you follow man. And that's why I like what you said about Arthur's belief system, because it's like, why can't it? Because looking at it through the lens of a person who is trying to keep their faith mm-hmm. and also believe in, you know, evolution, like, why can't it be created by God? Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. It's like you believe in this virgin birth. You believe in Noah's Ark. You believe in Jonah living inside a fish for three days. <laughs> so if you believe all these things and that, you know, God is like an almighty God and he can make anything happen. Why not this? Yeah. Why can't this be part of the process? Why can't he have created scientists to, you know, research these? You know, like, mm-hmm. wh- why is it like if you guys all believe in a plan and I've talked about how, like, I just I don't believe in this set plan or whatever. But if that's mm-hmm. your belief system, why can't that be a part of the plan? Yeah. For argument's sake, like, why is this so crazy? Mm-hmm. But then, you know, as I was, like, thinking about that more, it really just all boils down to the fact that they take the story of creation, story, li- like, literally, mm-hmm. and they truly believe in that, like, six days or, like, whatever, yeah. you know? Um, and I was kind of looking into the belief systems of people who do believe both. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of their kind of like, I'm just going to say justification for the lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. but theirs is like, maybe what we see a day, you know, we think of a day as 24 hours. What if 20, what if a day for God was a thousand years? Mm -hmm. Like just for example. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, that's a way that someone could kind of be like, you know, like maybe you didn't get down to every fucking nitty gritty detail, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but so why is it that it was okay for him to be like, I think that dragons or dinosaurs but it's not okay for someone else to say hey i think that maybe a day isn't 24 hours in the bible correct <laughs> like, correct i'm just all for argument's sake i'm just yeah. like why is that okay and this isn't mm-hmm. and you know we we've talked before about how bill gothard loves his little anecdotal stories and mm-hmm. he loves to take scripture and twist them into this totally different thing yeah. so why is it okay so again back to another thing i've said why is it sometimes you're they're told to take it literally and then mm-hmm. other times it's like no it means this correct which is it is it fucking literal yeah or is it an analogy or like what yeah. the fuck is it can i reference something from my last job yeah so and once again, I know when we get into this part of it, it sounds like we're just kind of bashing religion. I don't think that's the purpose of this podcast. And I think Whitney said multiple times that it's really like, believe what you want to believe. Don't be disrespectful or hurtful or harmful to anyone else. Like, yep, that's the bottom line. You can believe whatever you want, but that's your own thing. Like, don't push that on anybody. Don't cause harm to anybody else. Like, And that's why even with me giving these arguments right now, they're not even things I necessarily believe. But I'm like, but why not? Why right. isn't that okay? Yeah. Like, And the one thing I will say, so I've, I, my last job, I was a banquet chef at a facility that could seat a plated dinner for about 1,100 people. Um, so we used to do really big events. Well, we used to do certified kosher events. And we would have they we would come in, they would deep we would deep clean our kitchen, they would we had two 
uh, rabbis that were there that were kind of watching to make sure we did everything okay. We had the meals planned. Anywho, it was a it was a big challenge. We had to work outside of this box. But the one thing that was frustrating for me was that nobody involved had a solid answer as to what the rules were. And the reason why was because they are getting all of their rules out of old scripture that is now being translated into a different language that was made when most of the things that we do now were not we're around. Not, yeah, it's a totally so, different world. So you have completely different world, translation to another language, and everything is vague. So one Mishkia might say, yes, uh, the the automatic dishwasher that you have is good to go because it it sanitizes with high heat water and chemical when we would be cleaning pans or cleaning utensils or whatever the other one would say that that's not good enough and that we need to take those metal pans outside and hit them with a torch to make sure that there's no other food particles on them well, see, IBLP would say they're just not absolute enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? They'd be yeah. like, they're Jewish. That's the problem. <laughs> that's what they would say. You know what I mean? Whew. So it's like, but that's what IBLP people yeah. would say because it's a different religion. Well, it's like, well, of course they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, because not seeing that they do the same shit. Exactly. And yeah. just not take, maybe not about your pans being kosher. Right. But you're doing the same thing with different, Every everybody's picking something right. that they're going to like rail and harp on. Mm-hmm. Like. And admittedly, as somebody who didn't believe what they believed, I was trying to do my best to be respectful to our client, be respectful to the food that we were making, and be respectful to them because they were there to fulfill a purpose. They yeah. weren't there to be officer, not on my watch, you know. So I, I feel like as much as they were kind of antagonistic when it came to us being a smooth running banquet operation. I don't feel like it had any malice behind it. Yeah. So it made it a little bit easier. But I do remember human beings are going to human being, depending on which of like the three mishkias that they would send to us, we knew what we could get away with and what we couldn't. And I'm because not Because they all say- had different varying standards. Right, yeah. right. So it's like, and I will say 100%, never at all did we ever do anything bad. It's not like we were like, haha, let's put bacon fat in this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So like none of it was ever like, oh, I'm going to do something to their food that they don't want. None of it was nefarious in that way. But what we were trying to get away from and... I'm sorry, this is a side tangent, but it's an interesting window into like secular chefs doing yeah. religious events, <laughs> yeah. you know. But the one I always tell is that we had a one of them was an older man and he had to check all of our leafy greens to make sure that there was no dirt or bugs in them. Mm-hmm. So we gave him two bags of baby spinach that that's like six pounds so we would give them all this baby spinach and he would using water he would wash it in a bowl and i mean he would like he was kneading dough like Like he was he was fighting that thing and then he would drain it put it onto like a light board and then with like a little jeweler's like eyepiece that's intense stuff for spinach yep he would be looking through all of it to make sure there was no food no no bugs, no dirt is what he was looking for. So when we gave him a full case of spinach, which was two three-pound bags, he gave us back like the size of a deck of cards. Oh, my God. And we had to feed 300 people. And he was like, here you go, Arthur. I got your salad spinach done. 
what am I supposed to do with that? It's now <laughs> waterlogged. It's all beaten up and black. And like, I can't, that was supposed to feed 20 people. <laughs> and it's the size of a, of a deck of cards. So, and I will admit this out to the world, we would give him a box of like decoy greens that he could beat up. And then while he was beating up this uh, case of spring mix, Arthur and I and the team were plating spinach salads in the other part of the kitchen because we knew, cool, that'll take them 25 minutes to get through. And we literally built 300 salads in 25 minutes. And then he came back all happy. Here you go, Arthur. I got your spinach. And we're like, thanks, bud. And you know what? You may have damned all those people to hell. That oh, night yeah. Well, that the Jews don't believe in hell. But oh, okay. Yeah, we see, definitely. See, what am I talking about? <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? But when you were talking about um, that, all I could think of right now, we're big fans of the nanny. I love the nanny. Mm, and all absolutely. I could think of is when she was like, I don't eat bacon. And one of them's like, yes, you do. And she was like, okay, only if it's in a BLT or extra crispy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, see, they they have their things. You know? <laughs> oh, man. Every, every like religion just or you know just in different sects and stuff they all just decide on different things that are important to them they'll yeah. be really they'll, they'll focus on that and this other one really focuses on this but then mm-hmm. the other one doesn't and they all talk shit about each other it's yeah. just it's well wild. we talked about that idea of like this is this is that feel last episode we talked about this feeling that you feel that's god yeah that you're like, oh okay I think I get what they interpreted and and then that's what they took and interpreted that way like that's that's been in my head so long like this week since we had that talk Mm -hmm. and sorry my last little side bit on that is i remember not too long ago hearing something that i've kind of taken into my life and they were asking the guy about like rough points in his life and his whole thing it was on a podcast and his whole thing was i understand that moments are fleeting and i understand that if you're happy you're never going to be happy forever and if you're angry or you're sad or these things happen to you, it's it's never going to be forever. Mm-hmm. It always ends at some point. And he was like, I understand there's highs and lows. My goal in my life is to have an underlying buzz of contentment. Yeah. And I remember thinking about that this week where I'm like, maybe that's God. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's that idea of like people that are like, that's, that's what I'm saying is this underlying buzz of contentment. Ma- so. You know, maybe. Yeah. I think we all have, like I said, God can be whatever you need it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, or her to be. Or her. You know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It doesn't matter. If it's just an energy to you, if right. it's a feeling, whether it's a he, a her, an energy, mm-hmm. a feeling, uh, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Yep. You know? Just don't be shitty just to other people. Just don't be shitty to other people. Mm-hmm. That is the basis of my belief system. Facts. Um, I just wanted to, I have one last little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this made me think back to the epi- the Creation Muse- <laughs> Museum episode where Janice says, some of the things that they say in evolution make sense. And then remember, she follows it up with the, but if you read in the Bible, you know, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. But all I could think of was just even starting the sentence that way, like even giving it an ounce of any form of credibility. Mm-hmm probably made lego's head like fucking explode <laughs> like his hair probably popped off like enraged like like it slid to the side <laughs> yeah, it turned around yeah. you know um like 
that probably enraged like seriously like if they're mm-hmm. this staunch and like all the things that they're saying like yeah. you know like there's no opposition mm-hmm. just even starting a sentence that way was like a little tiptoe where he's probably like no danger danger yeah. you know yeah so well, i think you see that with the internet like you said you know we've talked about like that idea of bringing in other information into that environment is very detrimental to the amount of control it has over them and I feel like you see this advent of like the internet and being able to get information from other places. I feel like you've seen this very steep decline in in that idea of like family traditional. We're Lutheran. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. I and you're starting to see that. So even in a very very controlled, tight kind of staunch environment, this way it's even leaked into them. Yeah. That like, oh, this isn't completely preposterous. Like maybe there is some things that make a little sense. Little tidbit. Yeah. Little tiny bit. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because all of this made me <clears throat> think about um, my own like religious mm-hmm. upbringing regarding this. And obviously, you know, just Christianity in general. Of course, I was taught the the story of Adam and Eve. Although I like it was not a huge focus, but like of course I was taught it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was just thinking, I'm like, I have zero recollection of evolution being talked about in any way. Mm-hmm. In both, like, oh, yep, bel- belief system, like, we do believe it, but also not, like, nothing, like, being railed against it, which, I mean, the Duggars and IBLP, they're not alone. There are plenty of other Christian mm-hmm. denominations that, like, I mean, actively... <laughs> rail against evolution right Correct. so this isn't specific to this isn't special to them specific to them or yeah. anything like that but i'm just like i have no memory of that so i even mm-hmm. text all three of my older sisters and i'm like hey like growing up do you ever remember evolution being brought up in any way mm-hmm. and every single one of them was like nope never even never even talked about once it was yeah. never like told we weren't supposed to believe not one thing mm-hmm. so then it made me actually like actually google like what do Mormons believe? Mm-hmm. And when you go to like to the their website, their official thing says the church has no official position on the theory of evolution. <laughs> so I was right. There was no yeah. reason that I heard either way because they have no position on it. Well, I don't remember that either growing up Catholic. Like I don't remember. They, maybe ever. they also don't have a position on it. And the thing is, I went through youth group and I like from like sixth grade into like high school you know what i mean yeah and there was never any like i did bible study for a while like there was never any talk of evolution and i won't get into the full history but of course then i deep dived into mormonism (laughs) and evolution which i will not talk about right now this is my Uh... life um but i mean it's taught in mormon universities and Mm -hmm. yeah and like i read a thing that was like they in a slight way they sort of touched on the whole like kind of arthur thing in a lesser way mm-hmm. but like i they like said a thing that says we're gonna leave this science to like biology to the biologist i mean they just mm-hmm. went through and they named like all the different sciences and they're yeah. like um, we're gonna leave the science to the scientists and they specifically i was like this is a little progressive of them yeah, they had a, they had that. a point that said um that it does not that ev- the theory of evolution does not have to be like in contention or mm-hmm. against your religion. And yeah. I was like, that is very progressive. Yeah. I'm shocked. Weird, right? <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that's yeah. why I don't remember it because it didn't <laughs> exist because they don't have a position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Anything else from you? I don't think so. Okay. Um, 
just reiterating if you believe in creationism don't give a shit that's yeah. fine um it's just it's just interesting to me how much they harp on it and mm-hmm. because it was talked about in so many different episodes i was like okay we got to talk about yeah, like what yeah. what this actually is so mm-hmm. so as usual you can find us on the instagrams mm-hmm. digging up the duggers pod email us at digging up the duggers at gmail buy us a pickle Oh, I I just wanted to point out, I really appreciate the the pickles people have been buying us lately. Um, <laughs> the vintage world, my vintage resale has been slow for about three weeks. Mm. So uh, some pickles have been helpful. I really appreciate <laughs> it. So I guess sign out until next week. Yeah. Nobody cares what you believe. Just be good to people. There you go. Be good. <laughs>